Well, guys, thank you all for joining us for class today. This is, sadly, this is our last time together forever. Okay. <laughs> no, this is our last time. Every, honestly, we, uh, <laughs> Ilgen took kind of a dark turn there <laughs> with his shepherd's blessing, just, just, just long enough to, to play the joke. Uh, that is fair, yeah. Um, what is your life but a mist, right? We're going to keep rolling with James. Anyway, um, a couple of things before we get started. So today is our last day in this Faith Builders class. It, starting next week, July, Sunday, July 4th, two of our three new classes are going to start. And then on July 11th, the third of those classes is going to start. Both the teachers are going to be out of town on July 4th. Uh, but we're going to start, so this is July 4th and 11th. That is not July 4th, 2011. Just want everybody to be aware of that. I, I, I wrote that and thought, this will be perfectly clear. And then, uh, then Katie said, oh, are we in the wrong year? I was like, oh, I guess it could be taken that way. I was trying to distract y'all with cupcakes. I, yeah, I could have. Or maybe, a, maybe the word and. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, being as clear as possible. But so two of our classes that start to start next week, Randall Hinton is going to teach on the Gospel of Mark in the auditorium. And uh, David Douglas is going to teach a basic apologetics class in Fellowship B back there. Here's the book that David, uh, that David is going to be working with. Twelve points that show Christianity is true by Norman Geisler. Norman Geisler has done a lot of stuff with apologetics. Uh, he's, a, he's a standard name in this field. You are welcome to get this book if you would like, but you, it is not required reading for the class. David is going to be working through this. Uh, but yeah, so that's Norm Geisler, 12 points to show Christianity is true. David's going to be working with that one. That one is going to be starting next Sunday along with Randall's Gospel of Mark class in the auditorium. And then on the... Yes, sir? Pretty cheap, yeah, pretty cheap. And then, um, second round? Okay, I, I wasn't gonna judge. I was actually gonna applaud your bravery. But, um, and then on the 11th in this classroom is the, uh, the personal finance class. It's kind of looking at finance through the lens of Christian <coughs> stewardship. That's gonna be uh, starting in this class on July 11th with uh, Richard Scanio and Adrian Dawson. And there's some material, there's some information in the, in the bulletin to find out about that, to find out really how to get the most out of that class. There's some Dave Ramsey materials that we're encouraging folks to buy. Uh, there's a three-month deal that I think will be really helpful, $60 a month, or excuse me, $60 total for the three months. Think about it, like $20 a month, it's, I think it's pretty reasonably priced. That material will really help you get a lot out of the class, especially the portions that Adrian is going to teach. Anyway, that's starting either the 4th or the 11th, so those are coming up. Um, but yeah, this is our last period, our last time for, for this class. Faith Builders will meet again in the, uh, in the uh, last quarter, in quarter four. So that'll be October, November, and December. So again, you kind of just keep, keep your eyes out for that. We'll have everybody, uh, everybody rolling with that. We've looked at four apology languages so far. And I'm going to go ahead and tell y'all, I'm going to express regret to you for bringing up Ultimate Frisbee without enough time to really talk about it. But expressing regret, right? Learning how to say I'm sorry. 
Uh, somebody give me another one. What's another one that we've looked at? In Accepting responsibility, that's right. Learning basically how to say I was wrong, okay? This is, I, I'm gonna own up to this. This was on me, this is my bad. Um, what's another one? So expressing regret, accepting responsibility. Restitution, Restitution that's right. Somebody had mentioned, uh, notice the other day that all of these are our words. So regret, responsibility, making restitution. What was the one we talked about last week? Repenting, genuinely repenting, basically finding a way to demonstrate that you are sorry for the hurt that you've caused and you are going to make a plan for changing that hurtful behavior. Can anyone guess what the last one is? And if you have the book, you might already know. I guess maybe what our last one might be. Requesting forgiveness. Requesting forgiveness. Okay. Let me ask this question. When we apologize, what are we trying to do? When we apologize to someone that we've hurt, we apologize to a loved one, what are we trying to do? Asking for forgiveness? Yeah? When you're asking somebody for forgiveness, what, um, what, are, you, what are you trying to say to them? Acknowledge you made a mistake. There's a rift in that relationship, right? What are you trying to do to that relationship? Men relationship, and one of the ways you can do that is by acknowledging the hurt, trying to make make amends. Yeah, yeah. When we're when we apologize, we are trying to restore our relationship. Is that fair? Especially with a loved one, right? So think of with a loved one, okay? Sometimes you, your cart might swing a little wide in the aisle at HEB, okay? And you say, "Oh, hey, my bad." You're like, okay, there's not really a relationship there that you're trying to restore, right? But with a loved one, with a loved one, you're trying to restore a relationship. And requesting forgiveness is, at its core, an attempt to restore a relationship. All right, so let me ask this question. Immediately, immediately after hurting, after you have recognized that you have hurt a loved one, Parent, spouse, child, whatever. Immediately after you recognize you have hurt a loved one, do we tend to feel more connected or less connected to them? Tend to feel less connected, generally. All right. There's like an emotional barrier of some sort that is uh, that's there, maybe caused by hurtful words or actions. Yesterday was a good example of this. Pete had his first soccer game yesterday. He's doing I-9 sports. Came out here and he was really excited about it. He was pumped to get on his socks and the shin guards and his cleats. Got his jersey and everything. And he practiced. Uh, they, they do practice and then games right afterwards. So just on Saturdays. It's like two hours or so on Saturday mornings. And he practiced okay. He was still kind of nervous, but he would not go out on the field one bit. Just wouldn't do it. Not to play. All the other kids on his team played. Pete got zero minutes of playtime yesterday because he refused. He was that nervous, that nervous to get out on the field. And we tried, hey, buddy, you know, your friends want you out there. They're calling for you. Coach is calling for you. We tried urging him. I tried, like, physically blocking him from getting off the field. Like, okay, buddy, you need to stay out here. And I, it, was, it was really frustrating. And we got home yesterday after that. I needed to mow the yard anyway. And... Uh, Pete, Pete kept wanting to hang around me, and I, I had to tell him, like, buddy, look, I'm still really upset about what happened. 
because you wouldn't try one bit. Mom and I both asked you, we urged you, we, you said you were excited about this the whole time and you just wouldn't do it. You, wouldn't even, you weren't even willing to try. It's okay to be scared, but we want you to try. I, I need a little bit of time because I'm still kind of upset about it. I need a little bit of time not to be around you right now. We were disconnected in a physical sense too. And it, maybe it says more about me than it does Pete that I, I was embarrassed that I had that kid. You know, it, anyway, maybe next, maybe next quarter we can do a class where, where I just confess all my sins and <laughs> we just all try to work on me. But eventually, and Pete and I have, have, learned, uh, have learned how to work through this because he and I are very much alike. Now, if you, if you notice, Pete's alabaster complexion and his bright blue eyes... Obviously, he doesn't get his looks from my side of the family. Samuel does. But Pete and I, def- Hi, Lene. <laughs> Pete and I definitely have much the same kind of attitude, much the same personality. And so he and I have kind of learned over the years to figure out how to ask for forgiveness from each other and kind of work through some of this stuff. Why is asking for forgiveness such an important thing to do. Why is that so valuable? What do you think? It shows a humbling of your heart. You're humble. Yeah. You're vulnerable. Vulnerable. Yeah. Definitely one of the words I was looking for. Lydia, were you going to say something a second ago? Or Gloria? No. Okay. All right. I thought I heard, thought I heard something. Mark, yeah. That hopefully we can get to that point, yeah. Yep. When someone uh, asks for a ball, um, it's kind of putting the ball in someone else's court. Right. And in that way, um, something you've been mulling over, uh, they might not even see what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. So it, it feels out how they feel about it. But if there was something wrong, you'd work it out. Fixed. Yeah. More than again, it may not be an issue that you uh, arose. Yeah. Uh, but it's still something that's out in the open and you can with. Yeah, definitely. Definitely indicates to someone that you want to see the relationship fully restored. Yeah, Andrew. It's, uh, it's about power a little bit, right? So when it can be, yeah. Kind of a ba- rebalancing of, yeah, I, I, I can see that. I'm, there's, there's definitely particular situations that, that that is extraordinarily applicable, yeah. So we want to see the relationship fully restored. Demonstrates to someone that you realize you've done something wrong. I think, uh, I, I think that's, that's a great way to put it, especially when we, it, it's humbling, yeah. Right. When can asking for forgiveness sometimes be difficult or maybe even a little scary 
Why do you think it is sometimes difficult or maybe a little scary to ask for forgiveness? Well, the offense is pretty major. Pretty serious, yeah. And, you know, that's that vulnerability. You're asking this person, you know, forgive, to let go of something, especially with something that you think, if the world were reversed, you might not be so inclined to. Absolutely. You know, that, yeah. here's where it really gets, you know, dicey. The issues of vulnerability that a couple of us have mentioned, as well as uh, power. Those can, kind of, those can kind of intermix a little bit when you're asking someone for forgiveness because if I have really messed up and I ask you to forgive me, I am opening myself up to the possibility that you might reject me, right? You might reject my request for forgiveness and that that cuts ultimately at uh, at humans need for companionship right and it doesn't always have to be marital it doesn't always have to be sexual but companionship is at the core of how god created us it's how god created us right, with adam and eve there was obviously a sexual component to that but you look at people like David and Jonathan, friends. It's not a sexual component to that. It's God-honoring companionship. I've mentioned this in another class, too. It's frustrating uh, to me that one of the things that I think our, our culture has absolutely destroyed and perverted is pure companionship that doesn't have to be sexualized. You're genuinely friends. Doesn't always have to be this, this element of, oh, will they, won't they tension. It doesn't have to happen that way. Anyway, we open ourselves up to vulnerability. We are suddenly maybe not in control, right? If I am requesting you to forgive me, and especially if you're the kind of person that likes generally to kind of be in control of your surroundings, whether, whether at work you like to know everything that's going on, and you know, you're, you're that kind of person that really needs to have a sense of, if not, not control necessarily in a domineering sense, right? But you like to be in the know so that way you don't, there's no surprises. But when you open yourself up to request forgiveness for somebody, you open yourself up to the possibility that they might surprise you in a negative way by not forgiving you. Or it may take them a while. Now, there's a difference between requesting forgiveness and demanding forgiveness. Why is it, I'm going to assume that we would all agree it's inappropriate to demand forgiveness. Why is that inappropriate? Why can't, why isn't forgiveness something you can demand from someone? It's a decision, yeah, a willful, voluntary decision. You can't force that. In situations, so we mentioned earlier that there are certain situations, especially when power and stuff like that come into play, 
Uh, in a room of adults here, we can talk about this because it's, it, it's serious, but I think it merits consideration. In abusive situations, in abusive situations, there are times when the abuser, if they are church-going, which happens, if the abuser and the abused, if they're church-going, there are times when the abuser can demand forgiveness, which is yet another ugly display of their power over the abused. It's abuse. It is. It is another form of abuse. It becomes emotional in some sense. And this, it, it's ugly, and it's damnable, but it is something that sometimes we see from time to time. In times like that, I feel two things. One, they will have to answer for that in judgment. Two, that doesn't make me feel giddy because I know that I will also have to answer for things in judgment that I've done too. So it's kind of not totally in the same boat necessarily, but I, man, I'm, I don't want to be the guy that points the fingers without recognizing my own sin. Mark, yeah. Appreciate the honesty. <laughs> yeah. um, as a person that's going to ask for forgiveness, um, knowing that forgiveness doesn't come from people to begin with, right. that it's really honored by God, and it's used to, first of all, reveal your heart to someone else, and that vulnerability that I'm talking about is for them to either, either or not reveal their heart yeah. when they stand with the um, in a Christian way or, or any other way. It's the, the person requesting forgiveness has to come to grips with the uncomfortable reality that, that you may not get it. And at that point, then, what is left for the person requesting forgiveness to do is to do probably the other next thing, which is genuinely repent. Yeah. The Discover Your Apology Language quiz is going around. Uh, we've got pens up here if anybody needs them. Um, <clears throat> can y'all can y'all return these pens? I had, an, I had a collection of pens that was able to be used for this class, but if you need a pen, we got some up here too. Let's take a few minutes, I think maybe seven minutes. There, there, remember, that clock is a little fast. Let's take seven minutes. 
to dig into this. Um, this is straight from their, their materials. And um, you walk through this quiz a little bit. And then at the end, you can, uh, yeah, sorry. I'd, the, the choice was me spend two hours typing it up from the book or I spent five minutes and found the PDF online. <laughs> so I apologize if the print is a little small and, uh, and difficult. There is some reading here. Um, and I hope everybody studied. But let's take a few minutes. I'm gonna set um, I'm gonna set a timer. We'll do seven minutes. I think that'll be enough time. And if you didn't finish in that seven minutes, that's okay. We'll have uh, we'll have enough time to um, talk about this just a little bit. And um, do we have any extras? Where do the extras end up? Over there, great. I'll come grab those. Thank you, Sandra. Sandra. Thank you, Sandra. Also, I'll put the extras up here by the pins. If you want to take this to uh, uh, to a loved one and um, demand that they take it. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. Okay, if you ever took a standardized test, you're familiar with the phrase, stop, put your pencils down. <laughs> All right. I felt like this one was harder than the <coughs> Discover Your Love Language quiz. There were several of these that I thought, man, that, that really feels pretty similar to the thing I just read. But did anybody discover anything about themselves? <laughs> well, that <laughs> that realization is worth the price of admission. <laughs> I I was surprised at how often requesting forgiveness was one that I found because I I didn't think that I was that way, but uh, apparently it is important to me to hear someone acknowledge their mistake and and ask my forgiveness. Or the other one that I, I circled quite a bit was uh, accepting responsibility or making restitution. I had a lot that were, I had a lot of B's, C's, and E's. Um, I'm not sure a personal anecdote. Something happened uh, a couple weeks ago. We were talking about something and um, Lene had brought something up. She was right to bring it up, but in the moment, I felt like it was not the right time <laughs> to, to start talking about that. And I, I, got, I got annoyed. I, I thought justifiably annoyed, but <laughs> maybe I was wrong. But I, I eventually, Lene and I started talking about it, and what, in that moment, what I wanted to hear her say was, hey, this is probably not the right time to bring this up. My bad. That was it, basically. And that was uh, basically what I was asking her to do is accept responsibility for her minor, <laughs> in the grand scheme of things, minor, <coughs> the minor thing that she did that I thought she did. But anyway, 
Any other insights before we before we head out? Yeah. I learned that I would rather have somebody tell me I messed up than to promise something that they're gonna do. Yeah. 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 Alright, I need a little bit of time. Acknowledge the mistake first. Then let's let's play the long game or let's let's watch this play out. Have have you changed? Yeah. 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 William, you paying attention? <laughs> Katie, why don't you wrap us up here? I was just kind of surprised because, like you said, I had like I had a lot of B's and C's, and the C I'm not done yet. That is making restitution, which for me kind of surprises me. But the way the C's were worded in a lot of them, there's actually an acknowledgement of the feeling. Yeah. And like for someone to acknowledge that I felt a certain way about something and that they damaged those feelings. Mm -hmm. is yeah. Makes sense. All right. Guys, appreciate y'all's time. This uh, class, again, if you want to find any of these recordings, you can find them online. Go to sermons. I know it's not technically a sermon. You can go to sermons, you can find classes online, and finish up these cupcakes, okay? Y'all have a good rest of the day.